For the thousands in the comments and the millions listening on YouTube Premium. Folks, welcome to another episode of Con Nitro here on the Squared Circle Pit. Brand new channel. Oh my God. It's Jordan and Rob, and once again, we have hardcore lore story and Bo Luders. Unbelievable amount of air horns under there. <laughs> oh my God. Bo. Yeah. We're watching another episode of Nitro. How you how you feeling about it? Um again, there boy <laughs> howdy, was there some content in this one. Oh my god. I have questions when we good, get good, to it. Good 20 minute good hour of content, huh? Yeah. Um <laughs> but again, it's so I forgot how just like cartoony it was. I yeah. forgot because I got into it in the attitude era, really, and it was much more gritty. I just forgot. Are you enjoying is it like a little is it like are you enjoying how weird and cartoony it is overall? <laughs> For 45 minutes, yes. Oh, yeah. If it yeah. stayed that way for three hours, no, no way. You know? Eventually, apparently, it will. Am I right, Rob? Uh, Yeah, but we have a, a years to go until that happens. Yeah, so right. we could brace ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! We'll, we'll oh be good. Oh, my God. Um, what if I agreed to? God damn. I don't know. I was also kind of. I kind of jumped ahead. Uh <laughs> Last night uh, before bed and just watched something much more recent. And I'm like, oh, man, we are in for it. <laughs> we are oh, in boy. for it. But, <laughs> oh, but my there's God. plenty to go. We're, we're, we are in the thick of, honestly, one of the worst era, maybe the worst era of WCW, uh, which is this Dungeon of Doom program. And it's so bad that I feel like even Pepe phoned it in this week. I was a little disappointed for the first week ever. I did not. He was a little I, clown. You didn't like his point, little, little pointy hat. <laughs> after the last few weeks of just top-notch stuff, this seems like an afterthought costume. They can't all, like... Yeah. You can't win. <laughs> they, a, they, you they have to bring so down. much yeah. closet space. Yeah, yeah last when you were a little so good, I, I, I couldn't. His head's going to get too big. It goes straight to their heads. Oh, 100%. You know. The ego on this little chihuahua. Mm. Unreal. What did you What did you think, Bo? Are you Did you like this Pepe outfit? I enjoyed it. Uh, he's just out of his mind. Some of the stuff he says, Mongo, Mongo, it's unbelievable. Oh my god, it's unbelievable. We love Mongo, dude. I love my. There was literally. Uh, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but there's literally a, a a moment where, like, Sting picks up Ric Flair, and Mongo just goes. Woo, he picked that man up over his head and slammed him on the mat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. He sure did. <laughs> sure, that, boy, oh boy. You can't say he didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, Mongo just like saying stuff as if it's like a fun saying, but it's just v extremely literal. Like the killer bees from last time. Mm. I, I can't believe it because... Mm. Like you, you should say like he. They're getting all stirred up like killer bees that had too much caffeine. But instead, he's like, "That's like a 
Like a couple of bees, huh? <laughs> Dude, it's also, it's cool. I didn't know Tony Schiavone until AEW. Yeah. So oh. it's cool that he's like, it's funny that like he's not changed. It's the exact fucking same thing. Oh, yeah. Have you ever noticed how often he says man? Tony Schiavone? Oh, Dude, he'll, or, he says man or guys. He'll be like, he's really giving it to him now, guys. And or like if somebody <laughs> says something be like, yeah, man, like honestly, it's I think so if you good. were to do the like drinking game every time he says something, you'd be fucked up in an hour. OK. Oh, yeah. OK. It's crazy. Uh, good. Uh, good drinking game for a nice. Episode, yeah. Yeah. I guess. There you go. It's like the Adam Cole. <gasps> Have you seen that? The <laughs> Yeah. The compilation oh, of how he does that. Like once you hear it, you're, you're going to. Yeah. <laughs> like you're going to hear it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's crazy. <laughs> It's so, it's extremely bizarre. Adam Cole is one of those promos where it's like, this is almost, it's like almost perfect. Except for the part, there's like just a little bit of it where you can tell that he's one of these guys who's learned how to talk from watching too much wrestling. So there's just terminology thrown around where it's like, that's not entirely <laughs> like, properly yeah, I don't think you just... understand the meaning of this word. Yeah. <laughs> there is I... a, a promo on this Nitro that is incredible. No, we'll no irony it. at all. I, where I was like, holy shit, he really is like one of the goats. Oh, I think I know no. which one you're talking about. It's, it's the, and it's, we're gonna wait. I do the, yeah, we're gonna we're wait. Gonna get there. Yeah, we're gonna well, wait. Well, there's an well, interactive start... element. Yes, this, this episode. Yes, which I'm I'm into. I think this is a very very good gimmick. Uh, they're everybody's desperate for ratings right now. You know, mm. Raw is competing with Nitro. They're on at the same time. Uh, this is now the week after the pay per view, so they have a little momentum, and they announce that there's two separate locker rooms. Uh, and, and, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. I forgot to write down all the wrestlers, but you know, there's a red locker room and a blue locker room, which is, you know, the good guys and the bad guys, right. faces and heels. And it's like sting this guy. And then like the scrub, like David Sullivan, which, uh, I know that I know you guys were like, who is the guy in the green jacket? Uh, and why, I why was. is this? I knew I it. Joe, what's with what's going on with this rabbit? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so literally a rabbit. Is, <laughs> this is Dave Sullivan in storyline. He is the younger brother of Kevin Sullivan, who is the uh, taskmaster. Ah, uh, the task. Uh, I think he actually might be his younger brother. I have to look it up. Uh, but mm. he kind of plays a mentally challenged character. So sometimes he comes out as instead of Dave Sullivan, he comes out as Evad with, which is Dave backwards with a rabbit. Oh and God. it was not good in 1995. <laughs> and it's even worse now. Uh, oh but God. this, this idea of this hotline and calling in, I think it's very forward thinking. This is basically the idea for the eventual WWE pay-per-view taboo Tuesday or cyber Sunday where you kind of vote for your matches, even though midway through the show, they're basically telegraphing to you what match you should vote for. Yeah. Because you yeah. vote for somebody in the red locker room and the blue locker room. And so in the face locker room, you know, it's Sting. And in the blue locker room, it's the nature boy, yeah. Ric there's Flair. Just, there's just no way 
like they actually no. let people vote like or counted the vote. Right. No. They, they right, are not imagine if the, these votes. Imagine no if it was like <laughs> Alex Wright versus, uh, I don't know, like Will, uh, Stephen William Regal. Regal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be that. I would love it, but there are some... And it might have happened, but there were some hanging chads. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not going down. Mm -mm. Um, I, but I, I agree that like the concept of this is a lot of fun. And I would love if they just kept doing it. I feel like after a, a while, they were like, we probably can't keep doing this because if Hogan's on the show, he ain't getting picked. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. He ain't getting voted for the main event. And that's going to yeah, be bad. He goes involved. So what and was the. Speaking yeah. of. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, what was the first match? It was the, the squash match. I was going to say, right? speaking of bad, yeah. we yes. got Cobra and his fucking entrance, Morse code entrance music. Bo. Oh, well, did you notice there was a mistake? They they played the first few seconds of the Dungeon of the Doom theme song, oh. and there was like, which is like that laughter. And then they're like, oh, wait, no. And then you hear the, the Cobra, the Morse code, which I swear I was like, is this some error on the Dude, like is okay. this the emergency broadcast so, system? That's exactly what happened with me. I got a little pop-up that said disable ad blocker to enjoy this content. So I thought that was like Peacock being like, you have ad blocker on. Beep, 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 beep. And like, oh, you're f you know what? I thought I was being punished. And then yeah. So I disabled the ad blocker. The worst entrance no. theme of all time. That Does it spell comes Cobra? out to Morse code. Un unreal and i don't understand also so this is the first time we see the giant in action on free television he had just wrestled his first match on pay-per-view a week you know two weeks ago last sunday uh and first of all i love that the match was literally just a choke slam yeah that's all it should have been that's all i wanted the match to be i did not want to see these two wrestle but if that's the case why did you even give cobra an entrance why not save those two minutes oh, you, you only have 49 minutes that's two minutes you could have given to uh eddie guerrero later in the show you know Dude. like what the what are you doing it it's so the thing is the morse code is so loud it was so loud <laughs> was that so i thought loud. it was my <laughs> web browser yeah, the mix it, yeah. the mix was terrible. It I, it so makes insane. me wonder if like I don't I don't know if like the the audio from the actual recording was somehow like mix minus and that was like an external track or something because it was like it was louder oh, than commentary. Yeah. It was like the most. It was fucking crazy. That point. was crazy. Be it because was, it seems like most of the theme songs are played in the arena, and you're 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 picking up the arena mics to that, hear it. So that's what it and was. They're very low. So uh, that was this one. Yeah, that yeah. was played on like the master audio channel yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. What if it's what if it's that Peacock had to replace it? They're like, oh, we don't have the rights to this Morse code, so we have to put in new. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> could, I, there is some of that on on here. Some of the entrance yeah. themes are replaced. They be doing that. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, here's another weird thing about this match is the Giants coming out with the title belt that technically isn't his and they on commentary they are reminding you the television viewer that he's not the champion but in the ring they're behaving as if he is like the ref is holding up the title oh yeah true and, well that's so, like everyone the in giant... the arena the giant bullied him into doing that. Mm. The giant threatened him and told him to hold it up that this was a title match. 
So it's all because of his bullying. But I agree. I have in my notes, Still, like, why couldn't the giant just have won the title? Like, why Why do we have well, to pretend? Because of Hogan. It, I mean, yeah, we know why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. We be knowing. <laughs> um, but, dude, Jimmy Hart, amazing. He's, he's yeah. such a good man. I can't believe he was with Hogan at all. Like, why wait? It, it makes so much sense that Jimmy Hart turned and, and became, like, essentially the... The the manager of the Dungeon of Doom, the figurehead of Dungeon of Doom, it's he's awesome. like the 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 uh, what's Paul Heyman? Paul Heyman, the the uh, special counsel to the Dungeon <laughs> of Doom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 helping so much, and also just another mullet watch. Jimmy oh, Hart bringing oh. another vibe of mullet to the team, which I love. Which is mm-hmm. like night late nineteen eighties stand up comedian mullet, where it's like Billy Crystal and. Jerry Seinfeld. Dude, Seinfeld had a crazy one. Yeah? I don't even know how it worked. I don't don't understand how the physics of hair allowed him to operate that way. I've been trying to... I I watch every day, and I I don't know. I don't know how it happened. (laughs) So that match was good. Then... what what, go backstage. We get to to see both the red locker room and the blue locker room. This is your first look. At Tony Schiavone. Uh, by the way, I want to mention, you know, when they were initially promoting the hotline, mm-hmm. uh, Bobby Heenan goes, I want to see Oakland versus Schiavone. I, I <laughs> love that. Me too, Bobby. <laughs> I love that. And then Bishop was like, that's not an option. <laughs> Dude, I will say um, Hacksaw going back and forth was funny. Yeah. Insane. Like, it, like it, it, it got me. Um, also, Sting for a minute was just like staring. Like when they like first, like he just didn't move and was just staring like at Flair, and it, it was awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. It was it so was good. It was so good. Sting it was great Flair saving this program. Oh, absolutely. And honestly, like I think I love this uh, hotline format. But if your end goal was to get to Sting and Flair, I'm stunned that this is how they chose to do it. Like, why not announce it the week before? This is. Maybe one of mm. the three or four biggest matches you can give away for free. Why is it? A, why isn't it guaranteed? Like you didn't even know it was happening until both wrestlers came to the ring. Advertise this. Make sure people they, stick around. I think they did because they advertised it last week. I just don't think that they guaranteed that it was going to be the main event. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, okay. So they're voting I, I may, I for remember. Sting and Flair to main event the show, which they kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> they I mean, they were basically like, you could get Sting versus Ric Flair if you call him. I, you know, the this really was just a, a money squeeze, right? Yeah. Because they were yeah. like, we know people want to see this match. Let's make them pay to see it. Yep. Totally. Okay. Now we move on to my questions. Yes. Okay. We go to this Venice. Oh, my God. My cat just almost took down my <laughs> whole speaker. Thanks, brother. The animals um, on this episode are being animals. Um, we oh go God. to Venice Beach. <laughs> oh my God! This moment, the the guy singing. I don't. He's probably still we there. A, to this we day. have a ninety nine cent store, Jimi Hendrix. So I want yeah. before we say this, I want to mention. Last week we learned that Hulk Hogan apparently is not contractually obligated to be on pay per view until next year so we have a few months until hogan is contractually obligated to be on pay-per-view i don't know if he's shooting a movie or what but 
So now they have to figure out a way to write him in without writing him into Pro, pay-per-view like, yeah, matches, oh, I, I guess. I see. I, I, but really, I'm just like, how is he not in this World War III uh, yeah, event? Which Based on what happens later we'll on. Get but we'll, we'll get yeah, there. Yeah. But so we start with this 99 cent store, Jimi Hendrix. And I, I'm blown away by this because like this whole segment, I just kept thinking about like, this is like when we go out on a remote and, and like everybody cancels on us and we're like, Fuck it, just start recording. We'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. what this felt like. This was so, like, who was that crazy person so with Hulk Hogan? Here's my question. And maybe I'm showing complete ignorance. I thought the whole thing about Hogan being the third man later on mm-hmm. was that was the first time he turned heel. Mm. No, you, this, was, this was the soft launch. This is soft. He's soft launching. The NWO gear, like the Holly- yeah, in this the, the Hollywood shit. It's before, this crazy. Is before Dude, they he's got the, the lightning thing. on Halloween right, Havoc. Right. He's literally wearing the lightning pants. So that's it's crazy. Uh, that confuses me. So it's he was just a full on. So heel. here's the idea: when he as soon as he got to WCW, like uh, people were booing him. The WCW fans, Southern wrestling fans, did not like Hulk Hogan, right? Because he was a because a, a New York guy. Yeah, yeah and, and it was just like caught the, the war. You know, you were taught to hate Hulk Hogan. And he was the antithesis of the type of wrestling that they like. So even though he brought in these sponsors, you know, getting all this money for them, the core fan base wasn't really hot about him. So virtually from the moment he got to WCW, people were pitching, maybe, maybe it's time to turn heel. You've been a good guy now for you know, 15 years, whatever it's been, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's time to try it out. And he was very, very, very hesitant because he felt it would affect the most important thing to him, his money. Yeah. So even when he agreed to do it, which was here, because this is without uh, Nash and Hall to kind of push him yeah. to actually be a bad guy, he is getting his way, and he is, uh, from what I gather, like, they they initially would write him to be more villainous, and he just wouldn't agree to do it. He'll like, all right, I'll put on the black, I'll shave my goatee, and what ends up happening is none of this works. This is so inconsistent. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. confusing. Yeah. When did Macho Man join the dark side? Like, like Macho yeah. Man is with him Off here. Off screen. He yeah. says Macho Man has joined the dark side. Macho Man is now also in black and white. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to the beautiful, colorful outfits he's had. It, and it, Macho it, Man, yeah. and to, to your point, to my point earlier of how Hogan is not on TV, Macho Man says, I will go to Nitro and I will go see who is your real friend and report back to you, which weren't Macho Man at the pay-per-view. Didn't you challenge Hulk Hogan? Uh, for the world title as well, and like call him out for calling you out. <laughs> like, like, strange. why do I care? Like, wh- like, should I stop paying attention because you guys aren't paying attention? Really Crazy. weird. I-, I was very confused, and that honestly takes a little bit of the the air out of when Hogan does finally like fully go. It totally yeah. does. I did not know that this happened. Neither did I've I. been waiting for the NWO story, and I'm being told. That we got a year to go, and then in like episode five, yeah, he does the whole shtick, like the whole look happens. This is gonna get dropped very quickly. Like we're almost at the end of it. Next week is something very, very bad. <laughs> but to, but for this, for it to be this, yeah, and it doesn't work, and then 
this is also what his heel character is once it works. I guess the just, fact that he was yeah. like, you know what, I should bring back all that fucking awful all that shit. shit that's been in the locker. <laughs> I guess it just goes to show you like how much the outsiders added. Yeah. And oh, it's all, all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all of them. Yeah. But beyond that as well, though, like he's, you know, he's playing a heel, but in the match, he is still the baby face. Like he's wrestling heels. When he joined the NWO, yeah, yeah, yeah. he faced he faced baby faces. He faced script guys. He was the heel positioned as the heel in the match. So he worked the match as the heel. He's not even doing that now. It's like okay. it's the yeah. most he's trying to be like an anti-hero i guess is i i guess (laughs) it's 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 very weird i do want to give a shout out to colin because we got a stinky rat infested giant from hulk hogan which is colin's favorite (laughs) phrase oh Uh, i we everybody on the show we live for big warty stinky rat infested giant but now we get diet warrior Oh my God! Oh yes, we got Renegade. So before we get to Renegade, he's facing the Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan. This is such inconsistent branding. The Nitro graphic calls him Taskmaster. The announcers only refer to him as Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> the Master refers to him as Sullivan. Which one is it? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, like, pick one. Like, like this would never happen in WWE. Uh, this was a funny match because Kevin Sullivan is all of five, two and renegade is maybe like six feet. And this was supposed to be a match where the renegade is the jobber. Like typically, if you look at these, you would think it'd be the other way around. So renegade is just selling the whole match for Kevin Sullivan. At one point, Kevin Sullivan crotches the renegade on the guardrail on the outside and goes to clothesline him, except Sullivan is so short that he has to jump. (laughs) <laughs> to close line the renegade, it was too funny. I couldn't, this, you know. I, I, I am not someone who who lambasts the short kings, but yeah, Kevin Sullivan, come you. on, don't do that, dude. I, uh, <laughs> it's crazy to me. I don't remember much. Like, I mean, obviously, like Sting was kind of their Undertaker eventually, and like, like I, I know that, like, whatever. I never realized, like, and I always knew that the Renegade was their warrior, but I never realized, like, how, like, from the music to the entrance to the face paint. It was very intentional. They couldn't get the warrior, so they got this guy from the power plant (laughs) to be a knockoff. Yeah, 1,000%. This guy crawled out of Indian Point (laughs) and is just trying his best. I also this the most one of the most wrestling things in the world is to copy something and like the like two weeks before they debut the renegade he squashes somebody or some shit he wins and then they realize fuck everyone hates this and then this is like the renegade's second match and they're just jobbing him out to like the grandpa from Rugrats. Like yeah. this is crazy. <laughs> this is bananas. They're like, ah, isn't this guy suck? I'm like, you did this. You yeah, made him. Yeah, yeah you're this. the one. Exactly. He might have been awesome if you didn't make him put a corn R on his face. Yeah. And yeah. copy all the moveset of a guy who literally of Sting's best friend. This is crazy. Wow. So there weird. was a great Mongoism during this match. Oh, uh, Mongo let's, let's goes, hear it. 
My physics professor in college told me a long time ago that the ultimate power in the universe is chaos. And Heenan chimes in, you went to college? And Bischoff goes, <laughs> Bischoff goes, that's a scary thought. Uh, the chaos thing, not college, Heenan. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. Keenan is so quick that Bischoff mentally was just getting ready to reply to Mongo, and Heenan already got his line out. Dude, it was Heenan, so good. Heenan is killing it with he's the on, sake. He's, he's on a different show. Yeah. Heenan is like, what? It literally, he's like, whatever you give me, I'm going to. I'm gonna make it work because I he I put in 100% effort into literally every everything. He made that sushi scene last time work. Yes, <laughs> he's drinking sake, doing bits about it. He's killing it. I totally missed the joke. I went back and watched it of him looking at the sushi, being mortified and throwing it, it yeah. and then just being like, oh, so good. Like it was so subtle that I couldn't, I didn't pick up, but it was oh, great. Shit. I didn't know. He's think I noticed so that, funny. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Uh, God bless him. He was drinking some sake tonight and yeah. they were like, what's this colored water you're drinking? Like they didn't even, it's so, it's so hilarious how Japanese culture was such a, more foreign thing yeah, yeah, in the yeah. 90s, whereas now we all know what that is. I uh, can't believe Kevin Sullivan's finish is the Finn Balor finish. <laughs> oh, but uh, Finn Balor at least holds his holds his weight. Yeah. Kevin Sullivan is stomping on you. <laughs> There's no way that didn't hurt as hell. Ugh. Like he he just used his full force to stop on it. He it literally he yeah he didn't like his knees like moved a little bit when he hit that, and you could just like see that like. <laughs> The rest of the cartilage he had is now gone. <laughs> oh my god! So uh, crazy. So also are, during this match, we, oh sorry, go ahead. Bob. I was just gonna say there are moves and, uh, and like spots that I can't imagine taking. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've asked, you know, a, a, a couple of the guys like, what's like, what what sucks? Like, what do you hate? Yeah, and and the majority say just like a, a off the the top turnbuckle, um, like a splash. Cause it like, it doesn't matter. It just sucks. And you have to just lay there. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've taken yeah. a four fifty uh, once and I totally got the wind knocked out of me. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. A, it was at an indie thing and the guy is an indie wrestler. So <laughs> imagine, brutal. imagine taking, taking 45 year old Jeff Hardy's current, Swanton bomb. Oh, oh yeah, where God. he hits you with his entire back. Yeah, his like no, forty-five you. year old like <laughs> just dense bread. Yeah, the back dad, and belly. The dad ass. Oh, the the worst spot for me is uh, in a ladder match when they put the ladder between the ring and the guardrail. Yeah, you know, it's like across and then they like slam you into it yeah yeah yeah. i just can't physically imagine how you take that without hurting like it hurts there's no way it does even if it cracks it hurts i don't know it's tough yeah it looks awful this the the thesis of this discussion is uh wrestling hurts yeah yeah owie <laughs> big it may be choreographed but it's not fake <laughs> all right but now we get now to talk we, about dude yeah 
like a top. Oh, well, hold on. We do promo. see really quickly. I want to just mention before the last match, we see all the Japanese wrestlers in the crowd also eating sushi, uh, observing. That part and is we fucked learn, up, but <laughs> yeah, we learn that uh, Sonny Ono has bought half an hour on the weekend shows to showcase this talent. And so you'll now be seeing Japanese. And I want to say the talent that they brought over, they didn't bring in their like, you know, undercard guys. This is the main top guys in New Japan at the moment. Oh, Masahiro Chono, uh, Masa Saito, Jushin Thunder Liger was there. I wow, think Jumbo Sumo might have been there. It was like, it's the real deal. Like they're bringing their legit big guns over here and I, it's so funny to me that they're on a wcw sunday morning program i read that the wcw wrestlers were none too happy to have to keep losing to these guys because most of their finishers are submissions uh, they don't want to look weak submitting yeah but tough it was probably shit. filmed like later that night after they went off air too you know Dude, it's it's uh, it's yeah. it's funny to like bring these guys over make it a whole thing and it's like yeah we're gonna tape it <laughs> oh, and, and we did mention that they totally kill uh renegade here like they end the gimmick basically with jimmy hart smudge because jimmy hart used to manage renegade oh. and then he smudges off the mask and he calls him rick which is his real name <sighs> which is like like uh, like well, they're doing this already yeah you know? <laughs> listen yeah it like this just happened like good for them for being like this ain't working it's yeah working. but like, yeah, like maybe <laughs> don't even maybe don't it's it is very wrestling to make it like it's the wrestler's fault. And it's like, no, you made this up for him. Yeah. Leave Rick exactly. alone. Yeah, Let I him come this out. Is, as by something the way, this else. is not this is not the end of Renegade, I just want to say. Oh, <laughs> like okay, he's yeah. still around. God but they it. like took the pain off. It was symbolic. Yeah. Now we go uh, to the well, locker room. Now the best, the highlight of the of the show. It really was, wasn't it? Isn't it funny? Yeah. Uh the lights go off. <laughs> while while Flair is shouting, and he's so uh, what? Oh, just, no, I'm with oh, you. I'm just he's emoting. so fucking quick on his feet that he like for, uh, Mean Gene is selling it, which is amazing. What, what's going on here? And then Flair is so fucking quick that he says, "I'm God, and I can turn these lights on and off if, if I want." Or maybe it's when they come back so on. So good, but it's just like holy shit, dude! Like. He didn't skip a beat. He he worked. You didn't it even in. see him processing. It. No, like, yeah, he, he just, it just mm -hmm. happened. <laughs> yeah, the power. There was a literal power surge, and he was like, "These lights are turning off, off on and off because I am God in this building. I am God in the ring. I am God." And you, I couldn't fucking believe. I it. couldn't believe it. It was it was genuinely so impressive, and like stuck with me the whole night. I was like, holy shit. He really How? is like one of the, the goats, you know? He's, he's yeah, promo he's, wise for sure. In that, even in the ring, he's still, oh, unbelievable. yeah. Like he's at the end. This is like, this is most, he's at the age where, like here and mm. in, in the shape where most people are like, yeah, one more year and I'm out. And this guy got 10 more years. He's yeah, still going, technically. Yeah. He's still, he's past his peak for sure, but he's still yeah. very much in the prime of his stuff. I wrote that uh, Ric Flair clearly has a really good Coke dealer in Jacksonville <laughs> because <laughs> he was fucking hyped. He was so hyped. You know and what's it funny? It was such a pleasure to watch. I noticed when the lights come on, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. 
and Flair says like, like lights on, lots off, doesn't matter, Stinger, like like blah blah blah, and then they come on and he calls himself God. Regal's behind him and gives him like an up and down, like holy shit. So Regal yeah. is also Regal's like facials are so good in this. Like like when they in the first shot when everyone's like arguing, and then and, they part ways and yeah. Regal is just sipping tea in yeah. the background. Yeah. Love it, dude. It's great. I love it. It's amazing. DDP, who is like new because he got it, he was older, right? When he like came in, is yeah, like yeah, kind yeah. of awkwardly like brushing his hair out of his way. But Regal, like, stay like it's actually it's really cool to see these two guys who are kind of considered like legendary to yeah. like the those are the the consummate professionals, just like doesn't matter, stay in character, do the shit. It's really awesome. Yep. It's a very, very cool moment for live television. I truly cannot wait to see William Regal on WCW like properly because he hasn't been in there yet. Um, He's had no matches. He's been in a couple of uh, like backstage segments and we've seen him on like graphics for WCW Saturday night, which I just want to say the card they lay out for Saturday night right after this promo. Uh It's just they're like. Tune in to WCW Saturday Night, where you're going to watch Disco Inferno's Disco Inferno. music video, and Jim Duggan goes to Ireland. Oh, but uh, but also the spotlight matches Arn Anderson versus Kurosawa. Don't don't undersell this. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell me. No, they they're they're running out. But then we really get like this is what made Nitro stand out. This is something that made them untouchable uh, compared to WWE, uh, WWF at the time, which was Eddie Guerrero versus Chris Benoit. Immediately thought of what you mentioned earlier, uh, Jordan, where this these are two unique styles of mullet uh, <laughs> looking like just in completely different stratospheres. Because Chris Benoit for, has uh, the Linda Hamilton from Terminator 1. 1, yes. Right, yes. 1, very, very important. Terminator one, Linda Hamilton hair. Uh Bo. Yes. Like, did you did you grow up watching Chris Benoit? Did are you able to like process this match? Um, no. I right. but I, I have since gone back and like I know their connection and like their history. So like I get it. And it's mm-hmm. awesome. Um this was the only match where I was like just like watching, yeah. you know what I mean? Because yeah. it was obviously really fucking good. And they're both so good. They're both so good. For me, it is still like, it's a lot of work to like, because they're, they just, they go so hard. They are, they are, they're wrestling like, they wrestle like Naito and, and Coda, mm. where it's just, Fuck my head and neck all the time, Dude, and um, it's, those power it's, bombs are like, oh, they should be illegal. Yeah. Like he's it's, just dropping them on his neck. It looks so sick, but no, I just I I feel like it's like I, I we make the show. I have to watch this. Yeah, I have to like critique it in some way, but it makes it almost impossible, and mm. it's such a shame because it's inarguably like the art itself the Mm -hmm. art that's being produced is so good but i know that this is i know that i'm watching 
like a brain literally deteriorate <laughs> in front of my eyes. Yeah. And it creates mm-hmm. there was a, it creates a monster. There was a heart comment too. Dude. About about Guerrero. There was another one. Who I think it was I dies of an enlarged heart. This is fucked. <laughs> I, I there there was. I think I literally think it was something like doesn't matter the size of the man, the size of his heart is whatever. It's something along those lines. But it I, was I exactly it. that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It was such a bummer, but this rocked. Eddie is Eddie is the best. Focusing on Eddie mm-hmm. in these matches makes it easier. And doesn't doesn't he win by some some trickery? He gets it. I think oh, he, the, the legs, Benoit's legs were under the rope. So it's kind of yes. like it was that Guerrero Eddie's like thing always was to be like a, a, a cheater. Not here. No, here. He's just like a, a he really doesn't have any sort of character. Just okay. yet. So, it so was, it, that but it's cool to like see thing. something like that. It's like a real quiet yeah. foreshadowing of like, you know, his shit later on. Yeah, this I think guy it was more just they, the they most did, beautiful did. cheater of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was more just they didn't want either of these guys to look weaker coming out of this. Yeah. So they just gave this, but it was weird how they were like, we don't even have time for a replay. Like, let's get out of here. And he did was the only one like, Oh wait, this is, this is wrong. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was crazy. Uh, we don't have time for a replay. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You have so much time on this show. What? <laughs> You've shown us a lot of weird shit. We've watched a, uh, like spots for phone numbers like six times. <laughs> yes. Come yeah. on. Give me the end so again. We go backstage and this is where we see uh, Dave Sullivan for the first time with his bunny. And oh, we yeah. see all of these guys. Oh, that's a live so bunny it, too. Jesus it's God. Sting, Johnny B. Bad, Alex Wright, who I guess is over his injury, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, the Nasty Boys, and Mr. JL. How, like, who other than maybe Johnny B. Bad and Alex Wright, I can't imagine voting for any of these guys. You know? Who's no. got the belt? It's Johnny, Johnny B. Bad. B. Bad. And, and what belt is that? That is the world television title. Okay. Got it. Essentially, like, their version of the TNT championship. Yeah, of course. You know what's weird is, obviously, we're watching these and, like, the commercials are cut out, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there's still some commercials. Like yeah. th- there's a Slim Jim ad. Yeah, oh, I I'm so glad that they. I want those. Oh no, I know. i dude. Sometimes I watch '90s commercial compilations on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that shit. So, but it's right. it's just funny that like you know when you think about it. Okay, so Macho Man had a deal with Slim Jim, and Slim Jim had to work something out with Turner in order to keep this in. Blah blah, and that's why it's still on Peacock. You know what I mean? Like it's. Incredible. there's something oh in know? fact slim jim was essentially paying for macho man's contract because uh macho, macho oh. man signed for seven hundred fifty thousand a year eric bischoff always tells the story mm. and the slim jim contract was for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year for advertising so essentially they got macho man for free uh shit like, because of because of his slim jim which also is another reason why i can't fathom how Vince McMahon let Macho Man go because beyond just letting go one of the greatest wrestlers of his and any generation, mm. uh, way before the end of his prime, uh, you're <laughs> George, giving George up almost a million outside. dollars in endorsement money. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's, I, that's crazy. I, I truly, I was looking out the window because <laughs> I've just, I'm in, I'm in all the two companies. <laughs> 
don't see that this is the guy mm. that he should be. How is he not? He's bringing like the he's bringing the most famous wrestling promo commercial of all time. Yeah. Macho Man Slim Jim yeah. is synonymous. synonymous. I couldn't I can't tell you a single like wrestler spokesperson for any other product. I think he's you could argue he's more famous for being the Slim Jim spokesperson than a wrestler because when he died, I saw a lot of tweets of people just mentioning the Slim Jim thing, not <laughs> even mentioning the wrestling thing. People um, knew that he was a wrestler, but they were like, "Yeah, he's I know wrestling from Slim Jim." Like people got right, into right, wrestling right. From watching the Slim Jim's ad. Yeah, exactly. It's a much it's lesser exactly extent, that. but uh, Mankind and Chef Boyardee were mm. oh, later I on. Those, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's crazy, and I don't know. It seems so strange to make a guy like that. Like he has to be at the time number two to Hogan. Yeah, he's in they fame, make him the right? best friend. Yeah, but I think that's what's so frustrating for him, and that's why he had this uh, hatred for Hogan later in life is because no matter how great he was, because Hogan was there, yeah. he could never be number one. He was always 1A or 2, and it's He's so Judy crazy. Greer. It's not. <laughs> yeah. It's not fair. <laughs> I think we talked about this last week. Like, Imagine how much better WCW would be if Hogan wasn't there. <laughs> like, if yeah. he wasn't oh eating up all this time, and then and Sting money. and Macho and Luger could, yeah. like, have good feuds <laughs> and based on competitiveness and not just this fantasy that's being created. Like, it, it's such a bummer that Hogan has all this Hollywood cachet and Bischoff so far up his ass <laughs> that he doesn't see how much talent is right behind Hogan that could do a far better job mm -hmm. of carrying the company. Do you do you think that there's a through line of like they get Hogan and then are able because of the money? Is it the money that Hogan brings that they're able to eventually acquire this other talent and ultimately start I've... beating WWF? Or do you think that that probably would have happened regardless? I think getting like they probably might not have been able to get Macho Man unless they got Hogan. Because Macho Man, I believe, came after Hogan. Okay. Uh, I think what it is, is that because they got Hogan, he was able to go to the corporate sponsor, the not the sponsors, the his bosses at Turner, mm -hmm. and just be like, look, Hogan, and Hogan was very expensive. Hogan, not only does Hogan get a yearly guaranteed contract, creative control, meaning he can turn down any storyline, which right. is why these stories make no sense because right. he's constantly changing them and they have to be like, okay, all right. <laughs> uh, and the, the, the craziest thing that I just learned reading the observer before we went live today, because they were talking about the Halloween havoc buy rate and how it actually did really well. However, Hogan has a clause in his contract where he gets 25% of the gross of any pay-per-view that he appears on. Holy so shit. Basically, if you take out the 25% that they had to pay for Hogan, they're theoretically doing worse than before Hogan got there. <laughs> Just because of this cra the crazy uh, economics of it all. And, and as you can see, this is how eventually one thing leads to another. Mm -hmm. And Turner decides we don't want to deal with this accounting nightmare. 
because so that's the main, that's the other reason why Hogan basically has to be in the main storyline mm-hmm. because you're paying him so much you have to take advantage of that you know, Do you, you know and why else? they don't have him on every pay-per-view right you know what else i think is interesting is like when okay for example you guys started watching from the first episode of nitro did yep do, does anyone like have a run-in or like a debut like yeah. we see today not like that no you know what i mean like that is like a part of the business that has been the first used the as, first episode of oh wait Lex Luger, is Lex that's Luger. Right. oh I totally oh you're Lex right. Luger oh, shows up at the end which was crazy because he was on a WWF pay per view the night before right so that's fucking right, right. sick you're right how did yeah. I forget that? and like <laughs> the thumbnail <laughs> are are any other does anyone else do that not for a while not until yeah. like Scott Hall right. No, no, there's a few other, there's a few other jumps. Uh, okay. But, and is it made, I, what I mean Medusa. to say is, is it made to be like a, look who's here? Or is it just like walking down through my entrance? You oh, know? no, I think it, I, th- I think it is, they, they make it a big deal if okay. it's a jump. Okay. Cool. And yeah. I think that WCW is the first company to really do that to be like you know who this is yeah 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 and wwf when they get somebody they're like you don't know who this is this is a whole other guy right that's what i loved about wcw they they acknowledged all of wrestling history and like like the entire wrestling universe exists within the wcw universe or wcw universe but like with wwe it's their own insular canon so whatever happened outside doesn't exist uh until recently i guess yeah yeah i'm just i'm wondering if there ever was a version of scott goes to wcw and cuts the promo without hogan being there because that would have been they could have because here's the thing until that happens the rating there's no ratings difference like wwf is still beating wcw well it's back and while they have is it back Hogan? Yeah. Is it back and forth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But WCW, well, like the first few weeks, WCW wins, then it kind of goes back and forth. But then once the uh, NWO surfaces, there's no turning back. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I, I agree with you. Without them. Hogan, there would be no NWO. Like they wouldn't have signed all the, they wouldn't have had the budget. Without Hogan, there wouldn't have been Nitro. Uh, and without Nitro, they wouldn't have the budget to start mm-hmm. signing guys like Nash and Hall. Right and doing the NWO. Interesting. So, yeah, I get that's the other, like that's the business end of it. I, I can't right. wait. It's very to easy to look to back that. and be like, oh, why can't they just fucking dump Hogan? Yeah, but it's because he's fucking he he makes the money. I, I it's, yeah. I oh, cannot sorry, wait until you guys get to that. Yeah, that's Me I can't. I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> even yeah. without is. having a podcast, I've gone back and watched that whole arc, and it is it is so good. I can't. Yeah. I'm I'm so excited. It's the best. It's the best. It's still the best. Uh, you know that, okay, like, but let's finish Scott, this episode though. Yeah, we're, totally. we're, we're, we're jumping too ahead. <laughs> I'm excited. We have this. Yeah, we have this killer main event. Good main event. I was like, uh, like you said, I put down all myself, much like the Benoit Guerrero match. Yeah, I'm like, I'm focusing on this. Yeah, this yeah. is so cool because it's Sting and Flair. There's a very clear story here, which is that Sting said he will murder Ric Flair if he turns on him, <laughs> and Ric Flair turned on him. So I will leave uh, you for I, dead. 
I, well, where was Brian Pillman and Arn Anderson? I'm, I'm surprised they weren't in the building now that I think about it. But mm. they had a great match. Like, these two work like fucking gel. Like, they yeah. know how to sell. They know what works. They know what spots to do. Ric Flair, like, uh, Sting got Ric Flair up in the, the full press slam. Yeah. Like, nothing. I couldn't believe how, how, how he easy did like that four was. of them. Dude, yeah, Sting. Yeah, it was so great. I didn't realize that the press slam is like a is like one of Sting's like mm-hmm. is like suplexes That's a for signature Brock. move. Oh, yeah, it's like he a just keeps it's his signature thing. Like every time, like the first Nitro is Sting and Ric Flair for the U.S. title, and Sting is just <laughs> every every time. And you Ric really got to hand it up to Flair. He's just like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it. So it fucking. Is- ro- there's so many similarities between the two of them. Um, both with like their finisher mm-hmm. is similar. The woo yeah, the is similar. Oh, it's true. Is that like, are, is that on purpose? Like, I, I just, I don't know about their history. I know that they were kind of master and apprentice. Yeah. Like Ric right? Flair made Sting basically right. with, two two or three matches uh in the early 90s maybe yeah i never thought about the woos and the submissions maybe the, the woos I a think, tribute i think the St- stings finisher is fucking sick especially for rick flair being like his nemesis because mm-hmm. it just so natural because of the leg tangle thing yeah. the fact that you can reverse Flair's move into his move so is cool. Yeah. so yeah, cool. It's, it's really cool. So Such good. a good idea. Does he do the the reverse DDT thing? The, the not, yet. That's not, when, not yet. That's, that's when he's crow sting. Okay. okay. That's so drop. sick that he added that. That's a, yeah, it's, it's a it's perfect amazing. quick finisher. It's amazing. Sting is amazing. Uh, <laughs> I'm losing my mind. <laughs> he's great. He's so good. He's the fucking top guy. Uh, he so this was a, a good. I would say good, not great match, but exactly what it needed to be. Yeah. The crowd was so into it. The yeah. crowd loves Sting. The crowd loves watching Sting beat the shit out of Flair. I thought the ending was perfect. It made total yes. sense in the storyline. Obviously, Sting has to win. Ric Flair has no problem losing to Sting. Ric Flair is a fucking professional. Ric Flair is always the one taking the loss, which hmm. we will see uh, as the years pass. But... This made all the sense in the world, and Sting holding on to the Scorpion Deathlock is so cool because very rarely nowadays, I feel, do you really see a, a face actually trying to get revenge? Like winning the match is just revenge for them, but yeah, this was right. more than just winning the match for him. He needed to inflict pain on Ric Flair for for turning on him, and uh, and this is the beginning of the shining light in this terrible moment with a great storyline with Lex Luger, his best friend forever. This is now like 10 years of story of them being best friends. Like you just know it watching wrestling at the time. Lex Luger, who is now a bad guy, who is now with Jimmy Hart, comes out to Sting, who is the ultimate good guy, and says something to him, which we don't under, like we can't hear it, but it entrances Sting, and he lets go, and he leaves only with Luger. The entire babyface locker room comes out out and tries to stop Sting, couldn't stop him. The only one to stop him was Lex Luger. What's going on? This is good storytelling. Yeah, it was so awesome. 
I it, see him going Rob, back and wanting more, dude. Aggressive oh. Sting is so sick. Oh yeah, that was so good. Yeah. He's fucking great. Sting can do so much. Like he, his versatility, the fact that he can be Hulk Hogan better than Hulk Hogan, and he can be hard as yeah. Fucking he kind of hulks up. He does that. You're right. He does kind of. Yeah. Like this era, hey. like Blonde Sting is like a way better Hulk Hogan. It's, How did WWF not fight harder for this guy at this time? Yeah. They it just seemed, never, if, yeah, he, WCW would always just pay him more. It's funny because like Sting is kind of a knockoff Hogan and it worked, but Renegade was a knockoff warrior and it didn't work. But it the, shows that Sting, it's, it's the person. And then Sting kind of does a knockoff Undertaker and it kills. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. Wait, here's the thing. Uh, and then was a like, knockoff Joker <laughs> far later on. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I've never seen I, any of that. I, oh, I, 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 I had a perverse pleasure in enjoying it. It wasn't the best, but he He, he, he kind of did well. it the other night in, in AEW, and it was sick. Where he just kind of gets like crazy question guy, and it's, it's cool, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it, fun. It is, it's interesting for me, too, because I never... Again, like like just like last week, I would see an hour of Nitro before I turned on Raw, and I knew Sting from the video games. And that was pretty much it. Yeah. So it's fun for me to watch this. Is he even doing the splashes yet? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. He he does this. The the splashes are sick. The press slam is fucking sick. Which I like that. Knowing that, like Crow's when Crow Sting emerges, like the press slam goes away. Yeah. And he fights differently. Yeah. Which is oh, so sick. Does Flair so do the the turnbuckle bump where he flips over it during this match? Oh, this is this is peak Flair doing turnbuckle bump. This is the era when he just he I think he did it so much that I remember when he finally actually landed a double axe handle from the top rope, there was a loud cheer because it hadn't happened in so long. <laughs> he, yeah. He would constantly get stopped. Uh I I also uh rap. Rob, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna correct you. This was a great match. I think, like, it's okay. not Eddie and I, I, it's not Eddie and yeah, Benoit, yeah, yeah. but for for Story a main wise. event, yeah, 90s yeah, yeah, it's what, I, I, as I said, it's exactly what it needed to be. I, I, I'm not criticizing it. I just mean there wasn't right. anything like, oh, it, it's a match where the. Action isn't as important as the story being told, and the story totally. was great, and the story was good. Yeah, that that's a fair assessment. Uh, I here uh, to to bring it back to the like Sting is doing Hogan, and then uh, and and Hogan and Warrior, and like the Ultimate Warrior, the Ultimate Warrior and Sting were started off as a tag team. That's why they have the same face paint. Mm -hmm. oh, is they were called the Blade Runners, which is also sick. <laughs> <laughs> and and what was the warrior's name? Uh, I think uh, it might have just been. The no, no, warrior they had two different names. Uh, yeah, it was, but that's where uh, their face paint on, comes from. It and it's very funny that every single thing that Vince wanted the Ultimate Warrior to be and was gonna give, if Sting, yeah. if they, if Sting and Warrior swapped, Sting would have been the guy. Sting beats Ho uh, the Warrior beats Hogan clean. And Vince was going to give him everything. Yeah. And everything that Vince wanted, Sting could have given it to mm. him, which Agreed. I think is really, in that's such a shame. So and Sting Hogan was never Sting does mm -hmm. and Warrior was Rock. Sting and Rock? Rock and Sting. It's the Blade Runner. Blade Runner Rock and Blade Runner Sting. 
<laughs> I guess they were supposed to be a kind Road of- Warrior knockoff. Uh, this dude Sting cannot get away from knockoffs. Yeah, that's his whole. Well, he was just he was just a fitness guy. He was a bodybuilder that this guy Rick Bassman, uh, who like recruited a bunch of dudes, was like, "Hey, you should uh, train with me, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna get you some gigs." And the gigs ended up being wrestling. And he was like, "Oh, I guess I'm kind of good at this." Well, he's uh, incredible. So I thought this days. was the end of the show, but turns out we had a whole other segment. Yeah, there's a whole. Thing. We had Jimmy Hart dropping the mic skills. Calling him Hulk colon, <laughs> which I fucking died at that. And in what I can't imagine is a good heel move. He started making fun of Hulk Hogan movies for going to the video store before going to the movie theater, which it's like, you're not supposed to tell the truth here, right, <laughs> you right, know, right, like, but okay. Uh, and so this segment really confused me because he's talking about how the giant is the, how, he, uh, Jimmy Hart says because he had the power of attorney for Hulk Hogan that he wrote in the contract that Hogan can lose the title on a disqualification and gotcha. that the giant could win the title on a disqualification. And so because there was a DQ and Ho- uh, was it Hogan DQ? I don't know uh, that the giant is now officially the champion. Then Gene Oakland introduces uh-huh. this fucking Joe Schmo lawyer. Who's for sure who, getting beaten up in five minutes. <laughs> like, yeah. But like <laughs> you straight I, this, up this was red so shirt on the Star Trek yeah. thing kind of guy. <laughs> Why did they give this random nobody the big pop of like, you are not the champ. Like, yes, yeah. Hogan can lose the title on a disqualification, but you are not the champion. Like, Give that to somebody, like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it it blew my mind. Give it I guess, to Mongo. No, oh, yeah, yeah, but no wrestlers injured. No, there's no one who like. It's very strange. I mean, they have a commissioner. It's Nick Bockwinkle. Like he's just not there. They it, bring it out no... Zach Woods from the office. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like who is this Crazy. dork getting massive, getting the big pop of the night? It's 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 mind boggling. Some of these creative decisions that WCW makes. But here we have the setup to the next pay per view, World War Three. It is a three ring, sixty man battle royal. Let's go. It is fucking insane and now it will be for the new wcw (laughs) world heavyweight champion will be crowned i think they took a dumb idea and because they did this i was i was really upset that the giant didn't win the title but now that they ended up here i'm okay with it yeah i like this and it makes the world war three match mean a lot more why not do the disqualification like yeah he can win last week so that at minimum the giant gets a weak title reign yeah mm-hmm. right. and then strip him on this episode That's a, like actually that is we- an excellent point jimmy hart could have brought that up last week and then they could have had this exact segment with the dumb lawyer coming out this week because like, last I week did all, i did a week's worth of work realizing that you should be stripped of it even though i'm a lawyer and i don't work for the why am I here? Yeah, what yeah, is yeah, this? Yeah. What's so crazy is last week, Jimmy Hart did have promo time where he said, hey, I bet you want to know why I did that to Hogan. Well, you're going to have to wait till next week. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you're going to set it right there. So in the in the like build up for World War Three, they say there's three rings and three giants. Yes. Who, yeah. who are the other two giants? Okay, so this is something we've been talking about on the show. I don't know who the third giant is going to be. The first giant is the giant. Right. <laughs> 
The second giant is supposed to be the Yeti. Uh, uh, and I don't know if we see the Yeti. I'm, I think he does end up in the battle royal, but dressed differently from what I vaguely, vaguely remember. They're, they're desperately running around trying to find a third giant because the giant that they had, the former giant Gonzalez, I don't know oh, if you remember him. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, he bailed. Uh, or yeah, he had a visa issue or something. He has a visa issue, so he's there, but he can't work, so they have to get That's what it giant. is. Thank you. Holy so shit. So they have to find another giant. The, thir- the idea for the third giant, while we don't know what it would be, the name of the character was supposed to be T-Rex. Okay. Were we going to get a dinosaur? Were we going to get a Tyrannosaurus? Yeah. I don't know. Definitely. Maybe. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Go off. This is their like competitor to the Royal Rumble. Ah. Mm-hmm. And I fucking love it. Like, how do you compete with the Royal Rumble? Uh, Three more. more. rings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Triple Double it. the amount of people in it. Yeah, and yeah. more rings. Oh, my God. So cool. Honestly, genius rocks. AEW, do six rings. <laughs> 100 <laughs> do people. A, do a squared circle. Yeah, literally. Make a circle of rings. Yeah. I think that brings us to the end of the show. This ending segment, I... It went on so long. I was on my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It goes on I, so long. The this, Taskmaster this very... says something funny. I forget yeah. what, but he he just has like a line where he's like, <laughs> like yeah. right, dude. Okay. This should have been before the main. I think this should yeah. have been the previous segment. Uh, and the Sting thing should have closed it because yeah. that was a great cliffhanger. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, really weird. In my heart, that's when the show ended. Yeah. And then none of this happened. But we're <laughs> still getting... Three ring Royal Rumble. <laughs> I'm in. World War Three. I love war. WCW war crimes. Let's go. <laughs> you don't understand. This is war. This is war. They don't understand. Mm. They don't know what war is. <laughs> Folks, um, thank you for tuning in. Please follow us on social media. Kanitropod is the handle on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. And uh, thank you to Rob Menzer, our beautiful, lovely editor, for watching our faces and making us look so beautiful. Also, thank I'm you just to- getting uh, oh. we're the, oh. the uh, we've counted the votes from the phone calls. Uh, and yep, it's going to happen. Uh, we got the clip from Colin that you all voted for. <laughs> Take it away, Colin. It stinks. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah, I didn't yeah, think yeah, about I didn't. that. I, I, I agree. Well, yeah, very astute. Bo, thank you Bo so Red. much for sitting in with us. Hey, a pleasure, gents. This is good. Uh, we this love you, Bo. Uh, Bo has a, a podcast you could listen to. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called oh, Hard Lord. Yeah. Check that out. We got a wrestling uh, Discord. Join the Hard oh, yeah. Discord. Join the Hard Lord. Wrestling. Let's all watch War, World War Three together. In the disc. Oh, oh what an idea. That would be fun. That would be fun. Okay. Do it. Yeah. All right, folks. All right, folks. We'll see you next week for whatever the fuck is going to happen now. Bye.